0: You are listening to the daily roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. I'm going to preview what to expect in a couple hours for our weekly podcast. I'm going to talk a little bit about the United Airlines story, but not any more about my opinion. You already know what my opinion is. It hasn't changed, it's not going to change. But an aspect that I haven't even touched on that I think a lot of people are talking about that I haven't even brought up yet in the last 2 days that I've been talking about it. So no, don't worry, it's not going to be going over everything that happened and I my opinion you already know what my opinion is. Then we're going to talk a little survivor, we're going to talk a little challenge and some other stuff going on. And we'll get to that momentarily. All right, let's get started. Um in a couple hours, the weekly podcast will be up, podcast number 335. And it is with Amanda Stanton. We all remember Amanda from The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. And one thing in this hour conversation that I have with Amanda is there is very, very minimal Bachelor talk. Just because Amanda really doesn't watch it anymore. She really doesn't follow it all that much. I knew she didn't. But there is about 30 minutes of Taylor Swift talk. i (laughs) tell you that. Because uh, Amanda saw her in Vegas the week before I saw her in Dallas. We've been texting nonstop about the secret songs every time that she has a new concert. So a lot of Taylor Swift talk. We talk about the breakup. Um, there is, at the end, toward I want to say around the 45 or 50-minute mark, there is some Bachelor talk from her season with Ben, but it's very minimal. And she actually shares a story that she says she doesn't believe she's ever told before. And it is rather interesting because it's something that I've always been curious about. And now that she told it, now I kind of want to start digging on past contestants to find out if they did the same thing as well. Not necessarily on the podcast, but maybe like behind the scenes if they ever did. So I'm going to start doing that kind of behind the scenes and checking and um, texting them uh, certain contestants and being like, hey. Amanda told me this and it got me thinking, Uh, did you do this too? So um, yeah, not a whole lot of bachelor talk. We do talk about, like I said, Taylor Swift. We talk about how it's been for her since she got married last September. We do talk a lot of mom shaming stuff. No, we don't get into the United Airlines stuff. There was no need to, but she has brought up a couple things that have happened to her online being a mother of two, she gets criticized a lot online and I kind of wanted to get her feel for how she feels about it and does she do anything to combat it and some of the rude things that people say to her, which I want to say I'm surprised, but I know how people are on the internet when they just feel like they can say anything to anybody. So I guess I'm not, but you just kind of just shake your head at it. Um, some of the the things that have come her way, it's just, it's frankly, it's kind of embarrassing. But that'll be up in a couple hours on the Reality C podcast feed, so check that out. This is like the third or fourth time Amanda has been on my podcast. I want to say uh, three minimum, it might be four. You know, got to remember, I've done this podcast for six and a half years now. So uh, the weekly podcast, obviously, the daily roundup started. What was the date? July 11th is when the Daily Roundup started. So we are, oh my gosh, I'm, what, uh, nine months in to the Daily Roundup? Wow. No, 10 months into the Daily Roundup. Yeah. We're coming up on, uh, no, nine. No. (laughs) Yeah, May, June, July. Yeah, we're three months away from a one-year anniversary of the Daily Roundup. Let me look at the calendar here. Is July 11th this year on a weekend? No, it's a Tuesday. So we are going to have a show on the actual one year anniversary of the daily roundup. Wow. Anyway. um, All right. Moving on. I want to talk about the United Airlines story, but from a completely different angle. As I said in the open, you already know how I feel about it. Some of you have emailed, have agreed. Some have disagreed. I'm done talking about it. There's nothing else uh, to talk about. Unless United Airlines releases a statement, Jesse James Decker releases more, unless we hear more. But I doubt we will because I doubt the flight attendant is going to address this publicly and say, this is my side. So all you got to understand is this. Every opinion that I had about that story had to do with the information that we've all been presented. A lot of you that are disagreeing are saying, well, there's no way that's the full story. Well, you don't know that, and all I'm saying is my take came from what we know. If you want to sit here and say, well, that's not the whole story, it's like, one, how do you know that's not the whole story? And two, I'm not going to comment on something and guess that, oh, this must have happened because I don't know if it happened. And then you're just throwing misinformation out there. All I was going off of was what we were told which was two-year-old was given popcorn on a flight. It spilled on the ground. We've seen the pictures. The flight attendant went up to Jesse James' sister and said, here's a bag. Here are some wet wipes. Pick it up. That's all we know. Everyone throwing in all these other things about it is just, you're just speculating and, and making the story worse or making it to fit your narrative, which is you're clearly siding with the... Um, you know the airline I mean if that if that's what you want to do because you've been a flight attendant or you are a flight attendant or you know somebody who is a flight attendant that's fine but you don't have that side of the story none of us do. So all I was doing and the whole time was commenting on what we know and if that ends up being wrong I'll do a 180 on my opinion. I don't care I mean I, I've I, I, I know there's this misconception that I can never admit that I'm wrong when I've done it I don't know a hundred times. Whether it's on my, it's been on my blog or on my podcast, I have no problem admitting I'm wrong. If I found out that the that Sydney Ray actually chewed out the flight attendant and that's why the flight attendant gave her a bag and wet pipes and said pick this up, then obvi- obviously I would change my tune. But that's not what I know it happened. All I know is what's been told. So that was my opinion on that. I just don't think a flight attendant would have should have said that to a, a passenger on a plane. Period. End of story. Now. Here's the thing that I think a lot of us can go back and forth on, and that's this. The idea of calling companies out on social media, not necessarily airlines. In this case, it was an airline, but you've seen this. I've seen this numerous times. Somebody is on hold with, I don't know, Verizon or Comcast, and they put in a tweet, been on hold for over an hour, worst customer service ever. And the reason people do that nowadays is because they're looking to get something out of it. There's no other reason to send out a tweet and tag a company unless you want to get something out of it, whether it's a message back, an apology, a we'll do better next time, a hey, sorry for the inconvenience, here is a one-month free service, whatever the case may be. And... Personally, here's where it comes down to for me, and everybody's going to be different on this, so there is no right or wrong answer on this. Personally, for me, I've never done it in my life. I'd be shocked if I ever did. It would have to be something so egregious for me to tag a a corporation and say, totally unprofessional, worst service ever, something like that. And trust me, I've had bad service. I just don't feel the need to go on social media and try and get anything out of it. Unless I feel and it's never happened up to this point. But you can never say never. I mean, what if I have a just a horrible experience with some company that just absolutely railroads me and I like end up owing more than I thought I did or something, you know? And they won't listen to my answer and they don't then I, it, but for, I, again, for me, I'm t- I'm too laid back for me to take to social media about it. I mean, I can't even think of something that would be so egregious where I would call a company out for, for something. And some of you maybe have done it already in your life because you were so fed up with customer service. I've seen it plenty of times on Twitter, whether it's airlines, like I said, a phone company, cable company, something like that. Um, yeah, it gets frustrating. Some people take their frustrations out on social media. Me, personally, I don't. Like I said, it would have to be super egregious. And and off the top of my head right now, like thinking on the fly, I don't know what a company could do to me that would make me tweet something out and call them out publicly. But for people that do do it, I understand. Like I'm not going to hold this against Anthony Bass, Sydney's husband, or Jesse James Decker for tweeting it out. It's what they chose to do just because I personally wouldn't do it doesn't mean it's it's wrong. I just wouldn't do it, but they did. And I know that they're not the only ones in the world that have tweeted at a company. I do know that the reason anybody, though, would tweet at a company is to try and get something out of it. Like, why else would you do it? Why else would you tag a company? The only way you wouldn't be looking to get something out of it is if you tweeted it out and you didn't tag them. Then they would never see it. But, I don't know. Have people done it? It has, Has something brought you to such frustration and such anger that you've done it as well? I'd be interested to know how many people have done it. It's probably a very, very, very small percentage in terms of, you know, there's 330 million people in the United States. I mean, how many have actually done that? Less than 1% probably. But what would it take for you to do something like that? This situation, again, we don't know. Sydney clearly texted her husband and texted her sister and said, I can't believe what happened. Now, I don't know if Sydney said, and nobody else does, even though people are already you know, criticizing her and saying that she did, you don't know. We don't know if she told her sister and her husband, hey, will you tweet this out so United gets ripped? We don't know that she did. She might have just told her brother and sister, and then they felt upset for her, so they tweeted it out. We don't know, and I'm not about to speculate. I have no idea, but just the idea of calling a corporation out in a tweet—see it all the time—and it's a it's a to each their own issue. It would have to like, and for for me to say, well, Steve, what do you think about it? For me, it's a case-by-case basis. You know, if you got got shafted on $5 on something on your bill and you're going to call them out, I think that's petty. If you got overcharged by $5,000 and you want to call somebody out and they they don't want to listen to you and they overcharge you, then that makes sense to me. But it's a case-by-case basis. I, I don't know until I see somebody do it and then it's like, okay, is this worth it? I still can't think off the top of my head what I would do, what what it would take. And, you know, I fly a lot. I, I shouldn't say a lot. I fly four to five times a year. And I have and and that's only been the last five years. Before that, I was flying about ten times a year from 06 to 2016. And I can honestly say, I never from the second I get on a plane, I don't know. I just keep to myself. I don't do anything. I don't I'm never complaining about anything. I just, just get me to my, just get me to my destination. That's all I care about. I'm just not one of these people that has to be up in arms about every single little thing that happens on a flight. And I can honestly say, I can't think of one time where I had a flight attendant that was even remotely rude to me. But then again, I never interact with flight attendants. You know, uh, you know, I've told you this before in the past. I sit exit row window every time I fly. So, Do I have to listen to them say, I need a verbal yes for you that you can open the door? Yes. Okay, thank you. Bye. And then I never hear from them again unless they come around with a drink cart and I want a water or something. But I've never, ever had a flight attendant be rude to me, but I've never given them a reason to be rude to me because I just put my headphones on and I keep them on the whole flight. So, or my, uh, you know, my AirPods on headphones, AirPods, whatever you want to call them. So, yeah, that's where I stand on everything. I just, maybe some of you are a little more combative and are looking to get stuff out of it. And if you have, I mean, answer this question. If you have called out a corporation on Twitter, was it, was your ultimate goal to try and get something out of it? It it had to have been, right? Like, why else would you do that and tag them? Because you know because most of the times at least the stuff that I've seen most of the times when people do tag a corporation for horrible customer service, long wait or whatever, those corporations usually me- message you back because they don't want the bad PR. So I'm wondering, what has anybody ever gotten out of it when they have? Have they given you a voucher? Have they given you you know, a free month, whatever. I don't know. I've just I've never done it, so I don't even know what they offer. Maybe they just apologize and say sorry you had to deal with that. Or maybe they apologize and then add something on. You know, I have no idea. But, you know, that's where I stand on the whole thing. Um, I don't, if that's the way her husband and Jesse James, you know, wanted to, to do it and they felt her sister was mistreated and humiliated, then they have every right to post it. Some will agree, some won't. So that's where I stand with all that. Survivor last night was interesting because... It was one of those deals where <laughs> the editing plays such a trick on you because the bottom line was the whole plan was the original, what is it, Ratu? I don't even, I can't, I'm not good with the names of the tribes anymore. But anyway, the one tribe that had four left, it was four, one tribe has four, original tribe has four left, one has three, and the other one has three. So the original one with four. Was able to gather two more from the other six, and their whole plan was to get Franny out. And Danny stepped in and told Franny, I've got an idol, I'm going to play it for you. But somebody ran that back to Jam Jam, and the whole thing was if Jam Jam knows, what if he goes and tells Ratu, which is what Jam Jam said himself in one of the confessionals. Like, I can tell Ratu and save myself in this game and establish myself going forward. As someone they can trust. And then they just left it at that. And it played out like, okay, everyone voted. Jeff asked if anybody had an idol. Danny stood up and said, I've got it. I'm playing it for Franny. And they showed all the Ratu's faces, and some of them had a smirk on their face. Now, granted, I'm very well aware that when they show people's faces, it could have been from a completely different time. It might not have been from right after Danny said, I'm playing this for Franny. So, got to keep that in mind. But, it played out and they got blindsided because all six votes that went to Franny didn't count. And the other four, which I believe is Danny, Carolyn, uh, the guy with the glasses, I'm already forgetting his name. The kid, the kid that's really smart that builds on that built all the puzzles before he even went out uh, on the Island. And uh, what's his name? I'm sorry. I'm blanking, but they their plan worked because Jam Jam seemingly never went to Ratu and told them Danny's got an idol and he's playing it for Carolyn. But the edit didn't want to give that away or else we would have known exactly what was going to go down at Tribal. So a good episode. Anytime there's a blind side, it's always a good episode. Brandon clearly had no idea that Danny had an idol and was going to play it for Franny or else they wouldn't have put six votes on Franny. So Jam Jam kept his mouth shut, but Jam Jam voted for Franny. So that doesn't make any sense to me. If he knew that Danny was going to play an idol for Franny, why did Jam Jam vote for Franny? That's kind of dumb. I guess to stay on their good side? To stay on that tribe's good side? But I don't know. It's kind of confusing, <laughs> be honest with you. And I want to end with the challenge And this is, you know, because I cover The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I'm very well aware of filming times. Like, we know the filming schedule of The Bachelor throughout the calendar year. The Bachelor starts airing January and it goes through March. Right after The Bachelor starts airing, The Bachelorette starts filming mid-March to beginning of May. Then Paradise starts filming in June takes up pretty much the whole month of June. Then Bachelorette will start airing end of June or beginning of July this year, end of June. So, right after Bachelorette is done airing at beginning of end of August, beginning of September this year, it'll go right into Paradise and Paradise will end right around mid-September, late September. And depending on when Bachelorette ends because we don't know how many episodes they're having this season. And then right into filming of Bachelor, Bachelor Films from mid-September to right before Thanksgiving. And then they're off for the last six weeks of the year. So I'm good with that, Bachelor and Bachelorette filming and Bachelor in Paradise. I just know, and I've passed that on to you over the years, that's the schedule every single year. There's only eight weeks out of the year where the Bachelor franchise is not filming or airing anything. That's why it's become a full time job and has been for years for me. Now, with the challenge, I thought it was interesting because in last night's episode, we saw Amber have to leave the competition because she got sick and she got sick because she was pregnant. Well, we didn't know as an audience that Amber was pregnant until the ride or dies reunion show. And so I'm trying to rack my brain about, okay, when did they film ride or dies because when she told everybody at the Ride or Dies reunion show that she was pregnant, nobody knew. She surprised everyone. At least I think nobody knew. Maybe they all were all acting. I have no idea. But she told Troy, her partner, the Australia. He's from Australia, right? I think he's from Australia. She told Troy, and he said, I'm the only one that knows. Well, how do we know? Again, then Troy got paired with Casey, and they ended up winning in the arena against Jody and Benha. Do we know for sure that Troy never told anybody that was left in the game, hey, Amber's pregnant? I don't know. Probably not. Probably wouldn't. You know, that's that's major news. I, I, I don't think he would, but we don't know. Troy is um, Australian. I, maybe they handle things differently there. I don't know. But so I'm sitting here racking my brain last night. I'm like, okay, Ryder dies. Filmed around this time, aired around this time. They went and filmed the reunion around this time. So basically, what I came to is I don't know when this season of the challenge was filmed, this world championship was filmed, but seemingly Amber went straight from Rider Dies into filming, straight from filming Rider Dies into filming world championships, left world championships, and right around the time she left world championships was maybe the time that they were filming the Rider Dies reunion show where she came out publicly and told everybody on set, hey, I'm pregnant, because like I said, they all acted like they didn't know. And it's very possible they didn't or it's very possible they did. And they were just acting. But that was probably the biggest thing to come from yesterday. Um, She basically sacrificed herself and said, I don't want Casey to leave the game just because Ben from Survivor uh, medically got removed from the game because he got sick so Casey was about to leave and basically Amber said I want Casey to take my spot because I can't do this anymore I'm sick and can Casey become Troy's partner and that's essentially what happened so Amber is gone Ben is gone we had one less team and then last night You had Jody and Benha lose in the arena to Troy and Casey. So now we only have eight teams left. And I have no idea who's going to win this thing. We have no idea how many teams are getting to the finals. Probably going to be four, maybe five. I'm sure there are spoilers out there. Some people probably do know, but I don't want to know because I think this is something that is something where I like being surprised on this show. But I think this franchise is filming like four in the year 2023 between world championships, between all stars, between the regular MTV challenge and between the CBS challenge. I'm so lost on where they're at, when stuff was filmed, how long it takes. Yeah. I'm not good with any of that stuff when it comes to challenge. Sometimes I'll text, uh, uh, Tori. You remember Tori Brad's ex-wife. Sometimes I'll text Tori. and be like, Hey, fill me in. Don't tell me any winners. But filming in when stuff did film and when it's going to film, and I guess I could go through my text. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Let me let me pull up Tori in my text and let me see. Uh, okay. So the, I texted her on on February third, and I said, "I don't want to know any spoilers. I just want to know filming schedules." When is All-Stars taping? When is Challenge USA taping? And when is the next MTV Challenge taping? And she said, I love how you preface it with, I don't want spoilers. And so in February, she said, All-Stars season four filming now in South Africa until March 1st. Challenge USA started March 15th for six weeks. Oh, so Challenge USA is filming right now. Oh, okay. And then regular challenge is sometime end of April for 10 weeks. So they're getting ready to film the regular MTV challenge, which means All-Star. So All-Star 4 would be the next to air once World Championships ends. Then Challenge USA on CBS will probably be in the fall. And then the regular challenge will be sometime after that. And then she said they are slated to do six shows this year. I think it will be two All Stars, one challenge USA, then a global challenge with USA winner like they did last November, and then two challenges. Okay. So confusing. <laughs> I, I I this it's almost I I think I and now that I now that she mentioned that they are currently filming Challenge USA. It was like a March, which is say? March 15th or six weeks filming. I think now I've seen that cast list out. So I, yeah, it's, it's confusing to me. I don't, I don't really get it because I'm pretty sure bananas is on the next challenge USA season, which would be filming right now. But yet I see his podcast comes out every week and he's talking about the episode that just aired. So is he allowed to record his episode from where he's filming I, I, or is, I I don't know. Anyway, that's what, and Tori's very good on this stuff, so I guarantee that's all accurate. So, yeah, that's where we're at. So thank you very much uh, for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and review in an Apple Podcasts. Like I said, in two hours, podcast number 335 with Amanda Stanton is going to be up in this feed, in the separate feed, and an hour from now you'll have your sports daily, so check that out if you'd like. Going to talk about last night's playoff games and what's going on In the NHL playoffs as well, and a little baseball. And football, too. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!